when I was like uh, in the university, my younger brother got, uh, was in prison and he was sentenced for like nine years. And a few years after he was sentenced, he went to, to prison. Uh, I participated in a, a poster exhibition, political poster exhibition, and I decided to dedicate my work to him in prison. So that was the first time I, I deal with, 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 you know, something socially affecting me, my family, through my art. And that was like the very, like one of the early steps for me in art to, to express my solidarity with Palestinian prisoners through uh, political posters. Since then, I started like, you know, uh, monitoring and, and, and like supporting all the prisoners moved inside the prison. Like their hunger strikes, their 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 political actions, and I started to support that through producing artworks and and like mobilizing people through art and through political posters online, and through like organizing some events with friends in the public space in Palestine. That was until 2012. There was like a huge hunger strike happening inside the prison. All the prisoners were going through a hunger strike. And at the same time, I had an exhibition for my political posters in Jordan. So I was kind of far away from, from the events and from the solidarity uh, uh, actions on ground in Palestine. So I thought of something that could, you know, support the, move, the movement. So I designed a profile picture, you know, a Facebook profile picture, replacing the regular Facebook blue colors with... Uh, 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 the brown colors of, of the prison, you know, the costume of the prisoners is brown, like dark brown, with the logo of the prison uh, administration on it. So I tried, like, I thought of, like, creating a new, a new, like, icon or, like, a new visual item to refresh the, 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 the scene about prisoners. And uh, this poster, this poster, came on a perfect timing, like people were like paying attention to the strike. It came on the 18th day of the strike. Uh, the stakes were high. Uh, the situation was in a huge tension between even not only in the prisons, but also in the streets in Palestine. So when I posted that poster, everyone started like to share it and to replace their profile picture with it. And, you know, I contacted some solidarity groups in Egypt, in Syria, in Lebanon, in Jordan like my close friends, who started to share it as well on their pages. And one of the pages in Egypt had like 10 million people, 10 million followers. And immediately they started to change their, their like Facebook profile picture. And within hours, like people estimated 10 to, to 20 million people around the world changed their profile picture. It was all brown. Even like big new, like media outlets like BBC and, and CNN who didn't actually pay attention about the strike. It was a minor event, you know, comparing to the, you know, world events happening at that time in 2012. So they were wondering why Facebook went brown. And then they started to talk about the strike. And in like a couple of days, the, the strike uh, was victorious and, you know, the prisoners achieved their, their demands. So it made a nice story for like this little uh, icon and the nice thing that people started to to you know to use the the colors and and the icon itself as a new representation a new form of representation 
for the Palestinian prisoners. So I, I felt kind of, you know, creating a new, a new uh, um, image, a new collective image that people immediately understand and deal with and use. So what's significant about this poster wasn't about this story. It was about when I went to prison, when, you know, in the interrogation, uh, the officer suddenly asked me about this, this poster. He said, you designed this poster. At that time, I didn't answer him any question. And he just like smiled and said, like, this poster brought you here. And look at you now, you're wearing the same costumes that you designed in the, in the, the, uh, in that poster. And, and like, you know, he also like, I remember, you know, now talking to you, I remember he was looking at his computer and telling me that people loves me. And I assume at that time there was like on the 30th day of my imprisonment, there was like a campaign for me. And he was like at the campaign posters. So, yeah, this is about the second uh, poster. From that poster ahead, I, I started to use these visual elements and, and reproduce more posters in solidarity with, with Palestinian prisoners. So, the, like, my posters in, in kind of way became prominent in the, in the like, you know, solidarity uh, strikes, uh, standing in front of the Red Cross, so until I got imprisoned, I got imprisoned in, uh, in the time when I was like trying to create a small business because of, you know, my political, my political views didn't really help me get a lot of jobs in, in, in Palestine. So I decided like I need to be independent and create my own business so I would be able to, to express my thoughts freely without having anyone threatening me to, to cut my, 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 my funds because of my, my political views. So I created that little project, uh, a print shop, a silk screen print shop, to print my designs on T-shirts as another form of dissemination, like in the real world rather than, than you know, the social media, or not only on social media, but also to have it, like, you know, printed on, on T-shirts and, and, you know, people walk around with it. So when I was about to open, like after a year of preparations, I was in prison. And, you know, I was in, at the beginning of the interrogation, they were like telling me that I'm a terrorist. And like, it's the time for me to pay for all the terror I did. And I said, like, no, I'm not a terrorist. I'm an artist. I have this workshop. And they said, like, yeah, we know you have this workshop and you paid this amount of money and you are an, on a loan and you have like clients who paid you in advance and you're waiting and they're waiting for you to give them their works, you know, all that. And we decided the timing of, of, you know, capturing you, not only to send you to prison, but also to make you a huge debt that would destroy you forever. And, and like, I was discussing, like, I'm not a terrorist. And I said, like, you're not the kind of terrorist who pair weapons, but, like, you, you put these weapons into people's heads through what you say and, and through your activism and through, through your, your, like, you know, drawings. And, you know, the main, like the major uh, inter uh, interrogator, like the big officer, the director of, of the place, he told me that he'll make sure that I'm not going to go out of prison until I forget how they use the computer to design. 
So they were not, like, I wasn't sentenced for any of this. It was a whole nother, you know, created story that I had nothing to do with. They avoided talking about my activism. They avoided talking about my art directly. But they all also, they always mentioned it. And I realized, like, I felt that that was the reason, the actual reason why I'm being imprisoned, because the other, like, issues are, are fake and, and manufactured, and I had nothing to do with them. And they were, like, exaggerating some, some points, and they had other, like, stuff. But, like, yeah, I believe that it's, it's time for me to be punished for all my activism and all my solidarity and all my stand for human rights in, in, in Palestine. And, and they're not going to do it directly, so people would not stand against them saying, yeah, Israel is imprisoning artists for expressing their thoughts and for, for you know, standing for human rights. That would be a scandal for them. That would be irritating for them, although they don't, like, mind doing it. But, like, yeah, they used another, like, reason. They created this kind of reasoning to put me in prison. So, in prison itself, you know, I started, like, you know, understanding prison and life in prison and like how how prisoners they have their, their own community with their own rule and where you know solidarity unity is something that you don't even see outside the prison like in, in public space in palestine due to you know political uh, uh, competition and political uh, uh, struggle between palestinian factions inside the prison it was more humane uh, I met with people who spent like 20 and 30 years over there and people who were sentenced for like, you know, 10, 20, 50 lifetimes, like, you know, something really unbelievable, unreal. And I saw how they're like living and open up and, and, and how, how their minds and personalities and, and self-esteem are, are, you know, still, they're not affected by prison. They still have their hopes for freedom. They're still political and engaging. Like the, the, the experience of prison did not exclude them from, from their society's life. And for me, a year in prison was like a very like teaching uh, um, experience where I learned, you know, living a lot, dealing with social media would make you uh, uh, taken by some, some of these like virtual realities, illusions. But like, yeah, spending that time in prison was like bring me be, bringing me back to reality, the real struggling and real pain and how, you know, these human beings are dealing with it and, and, and like, you know, going through it because they actually they're actually standing for, for a collective cause. And yeah, it made me back in touch with reality. I spent the time drawing uh, Inside the prison, you know, they, they produce their own magazines, their own communities, their own uh, uh, agendas and calendars. And I had to, to reinvent graphic design manually without any tools, without any color, basically with, with you know, two uh, ink pens, regular ink pen, pens, the black and the red. I had to design a whole magazine with images and with graphics. Uh, drawing uh, faces of martyrs and, and national leaders and actually doing it on a graphic style, graphic design style rather than drawing style, meaning I have to mass produce like copies, like I have to have copies that, that they are identical 
just like we have, like when you send something to a print shop. So also it technically enriched my experience as an artist. Many, many prisoners, and this is something really nice and something really connected, connected me with, with other people. Uh, people wanted me to draw their, their relatives. Uh, sometimes their relatives were martyrs. Uh, sometimes their girlfriends, sometimes their, their sons and daughters. Some of them wanted me to draw their, their village because they wanted to see it as, as an artwork. So I had a whole like different experience in art, technically also in prison. Uh, one day a guy came to me asking me to draw his cousin. And he, he, of course, like he doesn't just give me a picture and say, draw this guy. The guy was a martyr. And, and the, my, like, the, my friend told me the story of that martyr. He was uh, killed in 1991 while he was trying uh, to, to spray paint Palestine flag on, on his house uh, wall. Some undercover uh, uh, Israeli occupation army came and shot him to death. And uh, it just like shocked me because at that time I was like, maybe eight years old, uh, going to school, walking to school every day, and spending hours and hours back and forth from my house to, to school, just like looking at these graffitis and these spray paints and, and the political messages that uh, were written with, with graffiti on the walls. So one way or another, one of the reasons why I decided to become an artist, one of the reasons why I believed in art in an occupied land where, where you're not going to become, you know, an artist like in the other uh, countries in the world and in the West. Yeah, that made me believe in art as a tool of, of resistance. And, and for me, like seeing that guy coming to me, telling me that story, asking me to, to draw that drawing for this guy was kind of closing a circle in my life in a way or another, telling me like, yeah, these were the choices that I took when I was a kid, and being imprisoned now, although I'm destroyed, my workshop is, is destroyed, I had huge debts, it just made me like sane, like yeah, these were my choices, and I was good enough at the end that I had to pay for them, that I did a great job, and it really influenced the occupation, and it really made them feel that I'm endangering their, their, their control over, over, you know, my country. So they had to send me to prison. So, yeah, it was this kind of mixed feelings. In, in like, yeah, you, you, you can't believe that you're in the 21st century and the prisoners are dealing with us like animals, putting uh, shackles in our hands and in our legs and, and like depriving us from the very basic human rights, you know, transporting us from the court into the court. And yeah, that was shocking. And that was like all the time pushing me just like to observe and to look and try to understand the ugly face like of the occupation. And at the same time, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I you know, passed the trauma very quickly. Like within a couple of weeks, I passed the trauma in prison, the way they came to the house, the way they took me, what happened, but what happened on the way, how they interrogated me, uh, throwing me in a, in a, in a cell, 
uh, a very small cell for like 30 days in a very, very like bad situation, like, which was really uh, traumatizing, but like, you know, realizing the reason why I was captured and what does it mean, you know, balanced that trauma in a way or another. Well, well, in, in general, like, you know, prison is, is, is an open battle. You have the guards, the prison administration, you have the prisoners are always trying to expand their, their, their amount of freedom, the amount of things that they can do. On the other hand, the prison guards and, and the administrations are watching and trying to limit these like boundaries and, and to limit that amount of freedom for the, art, for, for, for the prisoners. So one of the things is like, you know, communicating your family or your friends or the outside world freely without having your letters going through the administration and crossed over with black ink where they think that this is this kind of information should be censored. Like, yeah, so what, you know, and this is like a long culture, like historic culture in, in, in Palestinian prisons that we smuggle letters. And, and for me, like smuggling, like, these these drawings uh, were, were hand drawn inside the prison on, on different occasions. I was writing my friend's newborn daughter, whose name uh, is is Shams. She was born. We were waiting uh, her to come. When I got in prison, she was like she was born like three months after I was in prison. So I thought I want to create this relation with a little baby by start drawing her and sending her uh, drawings from prison. So she, when she grows up and see them, and maybe, you know, who knows, know me or read about me or know from her father about me, she would relate that I was like thinking of her at that time, maybe Palestine when she's older is free. So she would, you know, remember what we did for her generation, something like that. And, and yeah, I started to, to draw these like drawings and sending her to her. By the way, uh, now her father is in prison. Just before I got released, they took him, and he's in prison now, and he might spend, like, another, like, uh, 20 months. So he didn't even spend much time And now I, sp I, had to, I get to spend the time with her as her, her father's uh, friend, her mother's friend. So, yeah, the, the pictures are full, because I had to smuggle them through... Uh, a prisoner at least he had to hide it in his boxes, in his underwear, in a very like thin place where even if they touch, they would think that it's just like the the, the rubber, like the, the the thing that holds the, the the underwear. So yeah, I did that like three four times. I used to write letters and make drawings and, uh, with prisoners, and these prisoners would go like the nice thing about it, like they would get to know my family and where I live. And, and this thing is about, you know, inmates, let's say, people who live together in prison. When they go outside, they're inseparables. They're always communicating. They always feel that they're one. Like, uh, I know a guy, a young guy. He's, we spent together eight days in the interrogation cell. After we finished the interrogation, they threw us on a cell for like eight days. We don't go out. We don't see the sun. We don't know what time is it. We don't know what's going to happen to us. So we spent like together eight days and we, we talked about everything in life. He's young. He's 23 from Hebron. 
and we became so close. And, and today we, we talk every day. We almost talk every day, and, and we talk like on every little bit as if he was like my, my young brother. And uh, yeah, it, it created like a new different uh, community for me. I had a lot of friends before I went to prison. Like many, many people know me. I, I knew a lot of people in Palestine, but like after prison, a new dimension was added to, 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 to my life, to my social life. So that's why the, the, the paintings were like the drawings were folded because they had to go the, the guards without they, they see it. It's not only that they know everything. It's like for me, I'm past shocked by that because I know like it's easy. If you have the authority, the, the technology, you can actually get to know everything. Well, it's not only that they can collect data. You know, I, I, I came out of prison, but prison is not, will never become out of me, will never get out of me. We're living under occupation. And, and you know, occupation is when you imprison a, a huge population, not an individual or group of individuals. So it's the same. I, I live every day assuming that I'm not going to be free the next day. I, like, nor, like uh, you know, I consider all kinds of scenarios of how will, how will I be, like, captured the next time. You know, in a car going to my family, in, in Tulkarem where I live from Ramallah, or, like, you know, sleeping at night and, and like, waking up to see, like, four or five uh, guns, nozzles on my face. Uh, or like, you know, undercover uh, army, uh, special forces uh, kidnapping me from the middle of the city or calling me for like uh, meeting an officer in, 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 in like one of the settlements in Offer or in Beit Il and then like keeping me there for administrative detention. Yeah, I live with all these uh, uh, scenarios, and I'm like, like after prison and through prison, started to modify my life. And you know, I'm one of the guys who believe that the amount of freedom we have in West Bank and in Ramallah is, is quite an illusion. It's quite a bubble, and this is not real life. Real life is lived in the camps, in the villages, in Area C, where people are on daily confrontation with the occupation. So. Prison actually helped me, you know, live in real world and realize, you know, how the reality is, is running in Palestine and not to be taken by the illusion of, you know, sovereignty and the PA is working towards the state and, and like we're gonna like disengage with, uh, with, with, with the occupation. No, like it made me like see the world in, in, a, in a real lens or, or, or a lens of truth. But yeah, it's it's just kind of this kind of life where you're always on alert, where you're always like making things, assuming that you're not gonna come back tomorrow and finish them, so they should be perfect and ready and and like accessible. So you you, you wouldn't like like first time get screwed totally when when you you know when I was taken and and no one knew how to run my the workshop, no one knew how to access my 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 computer and my designs and and my bank accounts and all these things and all the drag that happened to my family. Like this time it's not gonna happen because I'm prepared. 
yeah, you have this 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 mentality or this way of thinking that you have to be always prepared to the day when you're taken to prison and and, and like not even doing anything like first time like it's the, it's when they took me for me the last idea that I would have ever thought of is that I'm going to be in prison because I wasn't actually active for like a year because I had to prepare for the workshop. So I thought like out of all the times that they should have like or might have took me, that was the timing. So now I believe like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm not active. I'm again back working on the workshop. But that doesn't mean that I'm safe. They can think like, yeah, maybe the officer who's in charge of the area that I live in Decides that he doesn't like me, so he would send me for like four months or eight months of, of, of detention. This is, this is how we live. This is how many, many people get into prison for these kind of reasons. So, so yeah, uh, but it, it, it doesn't make me feel afraid. It doesn't make me, uh, you know, feel... Uh, you know, or kill position to life. To you know, I'm I'm recreating my my workshop. I'm, I'm having new designs going down the market. Uh, even with the Corona catastrophe, where the economy is dead, where everything is stopped, where the political situation with, with uh, the Emirates now, you know, strike deal with 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 Israel, with, like you know, trying to save. Netanyahu's political reputation, uh, this moron, this like lunatic Trump is also trying to save his reputation, show, showing that like you know he yeah, achieved something internationally. Despite all that shit, despite all the all the shit happening locally and internationally, prison did not like you know you know broke me. I, I don't think so, and I don't feel like broken. I don't feel like uh, threatened. Although the, the, the threat is everywhere, yeah, I'm I'm carrying on my life normally, and I will always do that, and I'll always try to do 